Good afternoon, passengers. This is Captain Bot 5000. Riddle, what do the love boat and I have in common? Neither of us is capable of expressing true love. Because I am a robotic construct, and the love boat is bad. That's the joke. Have a nice flight. Podcast. My name is Aaron. With me, as always, is my chug along Cameron. How are you doing today, honey? Just chugging along. <laughs> choo, choo choo, just like a boat. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Um, I friendly warning. I'm on some heavy drugs right now mm-hmm. due to this flu thing heroin. that I've had. <laughs> heroin. <laughs> She's on the heroin, kids. <laughs> She's riding that horse, chasing that dragon. Uh, and I'm feeling pretty loopy, and I'm having a hard time putting together thoughts. And this show is very coherent. Yeah, so please, please forgive me. <laughs> it's been, we have to forgive the kind of sporadic I, nature of well, our Well, I didn't have right my now. voice last week, mm-hmm. and not to mention um, all this computer mayhem. Yeah. And the fact that I had to get super tanked in order to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun night. It was so much money. <laughs> so much money. I had to be really drunk. But you did it. But I did it and bought a new computer at the same time. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> when I'm drunk, I will buy things. Yeah, so you bought a new computer. So now we're actually recording this on your previous new computer. The Mac, which I hate. Which you hate. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not a fan of it. No. But... Um, but, you know, we got to use it now. <laughs> we got to use it because I, I didn't turn it in on time. Yeah, so exactly. No, so, no getting my money back. And yeah. I paid a lot of money for this piece of shit. So we're going to make it work. So we're going to make it work. That's, yeah. all, that's all there is to it. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, so, how, so how have you been? What we said, you've been sick. I've been sick. Most likely I'll be sick next week. Most likely. So it'll probably be two weeks before another episode <laughs> comes out. But we're going to try. Well, we're squeezing everything in. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But what have we done? We've watched some stuff. Yeah, yeah. We finished mm-hmm. the new girl. We, we watched Dash and Lilied. We new watched girl. the whole thing. But that's now, not true exactly. Well, though. we did skip a lot of the Megan Fox episodes <laughs> because unfortunately she was so boring I couldn't get through it. It was really sad. We 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 really came out we with We gave like a her new, a new backstory. <laughs> we gave Megan Fox a whole new backstory, which was really kind of like a sad yeah. story. So we really walked away like feeling kind of like Sorry for Megan Fox. Yeah. However, her episodes weren't good. And <laughs> um, what we, we also, like, learned about the new girl. Mm-hmm. We, this is the first time I think I've ever done this with any show. Yeah. We were conscious we were, of the writer. Yes. We watched the writer's names like hawks. Because anytime there was dude writers on the show, it, it was, was perverted. A tra- it was, it was terrible. Episode. It was disgusting. It was awful. But anytime there were female writers on... It was always funny and witty. Exactly. And you started figuring out who was the writer because one of them started with Gilbert Blythe's lips yeah, from they, Anne of Green Gables. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, that's such a woman thing to write. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I would never have thought. I mean, I love Anne of Green Gables, yeah. but I would never have thought to put like that aspect. And I know specifically Gilbert because yeah, of you. Because of me. Because I was the one who was like... Gilbert Blythe was such a dream pet. Yeah, I was, the only, yeah, the only I was like, I love him. His lips are so poochy. So when you see Jess and Cece stoned watching Anne of Green Gables, like talking about sweat, his lips, sweating Gilbert, I'm like, oh, yeah. this is a woman wrote this. this. Is a woman wrote this. Yeah. Yeah, and sure enough. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it was weird. And what I, it is a very distinctly woman thing. Yeah. If there's anything that you can put into a stereotype woman. Yeah. It is Gilbert Blythe. Yeah, and I'm not even saying, like, again... And I'm not really saying women. I'm saying tween girls who then grow up and are like, wow, remember, like, loving this dude. Exactly. And I'm not even saying that as, like, a knock on on guys. I'm just saying, I don't think any men would think of that touchstone. Yeah. It's just not a a male touchstone. So even a male... A, a good male writer yeah. writing from a female character would never have thought of no. that. Mm-mm. Like so, so I thought that was interesting. 
the new girl ultimately i liked it mm-hmm. i was kind of sad when it ended yeah um but um well it needed to have actually ended sooner in my opinion it should have ended yeah i think it should have ended sooner that and, eighth season three years later skipping over the trump administration i mean <laughs> let's, let's, over the whole let's, trump administration it was kind of weird because uh one of the characters on the show schmidt is republican, republican. And then the whole Trump thing happens. Suddenly, he's named his daughter Ruth, Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg. Ginsburg. Yeah, like he's had a you whole know. change of life. Yeah, well, he's now a housewife. And, well, and like they even you address- know everything opposite Republicans stand for really. And, and they addressed it even in the show. They're like, "Oh, so you're going to vote for Trump?" And he's like, "Hell no, I'm yeah, not he, voting for Trump." Yeah. But he gets to take the white man card and be like, "I'm just not getting involved I'm this not, time." Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna vote this time. Yeah, I think the biggest problem. With that show, and I said this to you, and I think you disagreed with me, but okay. it, it felt like it needed to be written in Britain, where you have like a 10-episode yeah. season. Mm-hmm. And then it would take, there's 22 episodes per season, except for that last kind of bonus season, which was like, I think, eight episodes. Eight, something like that. It was very truncated, and a lot of things didn't make sense. Yeah. And I don't think it was Like, Nick sec- was wearing suits. Yeah, all of a sudden... I, he still wouldn't be wearing suits. I expected some mustard they, stains they on like his shirt somewhere. changed him radically Yeah, as a character. Like, uh, Well, and Schmidt, too. They changed his yeah. character radically. Radically. Because they didn't want him to be associated with yeah. republicanism yeah. in the era of Trump. Yeah. Which is, again, why... Oh, this is our theory. I don't know this for a fact. Right. But like, it seems like the only reasonable reason why they jumped three years yeah. is like we can't joke during this four-year period. No. So we're going to just ignore it. Pretend we like can't it have happen. our... Weird racist jokes or yeah. our weird racist uh, sexist jokes, and it doesn't work e- either because if you jump three years, this season would have taken place during the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wouldn't have worked regardless. So, I, so uh, it, and then like you know the will they won't they of like yeah. Jess and Nick, it just felt like it got wrapped up really quick. Mm-hmm. I did like I'm not gonna blow it if and anyone wants to see it, but the last episode mm-hmm. I really enjoyed how that ended with Winston. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a really good that, payoff. That was a good callback. It yeah. was a really good payoff after, like, season after season. Yeah. And it's, like, both fr- frustrating, but it's, like, kind of making fun of the tropes of yeah. sitcoms, which mm-hmm. I appreciated. So, I yeah. mean, like, yeah, I would I would recommend it. But, like, around the time when Zoe Deschanel gets pregnant, yeah. you're going to be skipping some episodes while they yeah. fill her gap with... Ooh, well, they <laughs> fill that void with yeah. Megan Fox. Well, yeah. Megan Fox is fine. I just don't think she has the charisma. Uh-uh. No, to... no comedic timing. She doesn't. Mm-mm. Like, everybody else is so natural and funny. Yeah. And, like, she just stands out like a sore thumb. I don't think yeah. she works in this particular role. Exactly. So then when we finished that, we were trying to find something else to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and Well, uh, because of these heavy drugs that I'm on, yeah, I've been having vivid zombie nightmares (laughs) like three to four zombie nightmares per night and they've been horrifying Mm -hmm. so i was like i gotta watch some zombie shows where Mm -hmm. there's like good zombies so we we went back to watching i zombie where she solves crimes yeah so that's what we've been doing and no more zombie dreams now i'm dreaming about mcdonald's god that's terrifying (laughs) you dream about mcdonald's yeah i dream about mcdonald's food and and yeah it's bad okay it's bad (laughs) that's worse it's terrifying i think it's worse yeah i think it's totally worse it's totally worse Oh, oh and if you you know I Zombie only from the Vertigo comic. The show is nothing, nothing, nothing like nothing that. It's like just a it. kind of procedural. It's yeah. fun. It's just nothing wrong with it. It yeah. kind of goes off the deep end. I think it goes real weird. Yeah. Uh, eventually, but but yeah. Other than that, but that's not what we are going to talk about today. No, no. I would recommend I Zombie though. Oh, we can talk about Bradley James. He <laughs> stars in it. Oh, until for like a few oh, episodes. Wait, until until. That which not be named, and I skipped the episode in order to get to the next one. I walked out of the room, and you were, like, visibly shaken. <laughs> and you were like, I skipped that episode. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And you're like, I skipped it. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay, oh, okay. And if you ask me, am I intimidated by Bradley James? A little bit. <laughs> but anyway, we watched instead mm. today... The classic 1977 oh, yeah, we did. Uh, 
comedy. I wasn't expecting a laugh track. There's a laugh track, and it was not funny. It was a. It was like a 50 minute show. Usually, when they go, we beyond... should put laugh tracks in ours. Our show isn't really funny, so we should just put laugh tracks and force people to laugh at us. Exactly. So you feel like you're laughing along with their yeah. non jokes. Yeah. There were things. Were people brain damaged in the seventies? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand. There's so many times, 90% of the jokes, yeah. there's no setup or punchline. Nothing makes sense. No. It's just like, it's the laugh track is used as punctuation mm-hmm. for sentences, but like nothing really happened. I don't, I don't know what I watched. I don't know either. I, I mean, <laughs> uh, well, do you want to tell people the, what we watched? Yeah, the show I can synopsis? read it. I can read a synopsis. Oh, the show synopsis. Lovely. You know, it's short and sweet. Just like you like it. The romantic and comic tales of the passengers and crew of the cruise ship, Pacific Princess. Was it romantic? No. <laughs> I didn't really no, get that. No, I didn't, I didn't get that. There was absolutely no romance in that show. I didn't get it. All of it was pretty abusive. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was yeah, it was bad. bad. Stuff. Talk uh, about racism and sexism. <laughs> <laughs> there was this a, was a different era. <laughs> this is an era that you could call your, your, your ship's purser captain yeah. and he will give you he will a give woman's information r- cabin number to, to a you. potentially dangerous stalker yeah like well you called me captain so here's a room number here's bud. the room number this <laughs> is have, where she's staying hey you with true killer on your t-shirt or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's her room number thanks for calling me captain <laughs> yeah oh god it was bad um here we got the episode synopsis oh that one's way longer Okay. Well, uh, well, we could talk about that. Oh wow, this has three different names that I wrote down. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Did we watch so the right episode? yeah, we did. Um, I wrote down because this was actually on the on uh, the scrolls. Uh, it yeah. says Captain and the Lady, which was one of the titles. That would have been Captain one if by land, which was another title, and Centerfold. Oh, Centerfold definitely makes sense. This one is called The Newlyweds, The Exchange, and Cleo's First Voyage. What? Wait, that doesn't make sense. That, that doesn't make can't sense. Be right. Unless the newlyweds is the centerfold. No, no, no. I have the wrong one down then. I, ha- I, okay. have, the r- I have the wrong one. Okay. Because, yeah, these these episodes are entitled by the three things happening per episode. <gasps> oh. You know what I think I did wrong? Everything. Well, <laughs> I was going to save this My for later. My whole life. <laughs> Every decision I've made up until this point. This is the moment, people, that I make a change, a difference in my life. Nice. I'm consciously doing it now. What were you surprised most about this show? How many seasons was it? Ten seasons. There was ten seasons of this malarkey. Indeed, this total malarkey. <laughs> Thank you, President Biden. Did you know uh. there's a sequel show to this called The New Love Boat? What? <laughs> and I wrote down the episode synopsis. For that show. Oh, well, way to go, babe. <laughs> so, I'm not watching that. We're not doing a Golden Girls Golden Palace thing with this episode. We have to. No, no, we're effing not. People expect it. No, they don't. Or no, they don't. You better have a pick for next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but this show is starring Gavin McLeod. Oh, wait, before oh. we continue. Okay. Uh, we also watched the new Mandalorian episodes. Oh, you mean... I'm not calling it the Boba Fett episodes <laughs> because it was all the Mandalorian. Oh, right. So, yeah, we did finish the book of Mandalorian with Grogu. <laughs> the Mandalorian episode... Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, my God. They need to okay. give her her own movie or yeah. show. Because... What I love about her directing style is mm-hmm. she makes everything feel creepy and uncomfortable. Yes. Even the so-called joke scene of him taking out all of his guns and weapons, mm-hmm. you know, that... That mm-hmm. tried and true joke of yeah, yeah. hidden weapons just everywhere coming out the butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it still felt creepy. We were like, oh, is somebody going to try to steal all of his weapons? Because there was there was a tension. There's a tension there. Yeah, there is tension. There's creepiness. The whole atmosphere. When I she, think. She's just really good at making things feel weird. But, it, but it's definitely with the direction because, like, yeah. you have that same similar scene in, like, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And it's funny. And it's funny. Like, where they just keep pulling out yeah. weapon after weapon. Mm-hmm. But this, she really, for some, I don't know how she does it because mm-hmm. it's definitely it's her, her directed episode. It's definitely Because, like, the other episodes weren't directed like this. Like, there's a different yeah. feel to this mm-hmm. where it's like, his life depends on his weapons. Yeah. Without his weapons, he is now vulnerable. Even yeah. though, spoiler, nothing happens. Nothing. Absolutely, nothing absolutely happens. nothing happens with that. Nothing. But just you see him like giving up these weapons yeah. and you're like, 
what's going to happen. Yeah, it was kind of terrifying. Happens, and it's fine that nothing happens, yeah. to be quite honest with you. It's whatever. But, but even when he was bringing in his uh, the bounty to, to that bounty guy or whatever, yeah. <laughs> whoever he brings bounties to. The bounty to. guy, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. bounty guy. Yeah. You know, he's walking in this, like, really fancy schmancy party. But even then, she made that feel super creepy and yeah. icky. And she did it all, like, in a single shot where yeah. it was just, like, tracking him, yeah. going up an elevator, down mm-hmm. an elevator, you know. It was, it was really well done. It was done. really good. I, I think she should go towards the creepy more. Yeah. Because that seems to be where she's naturally talented. I, I mean, like, I think they need to either give her a spinoff movie mm. or a, her own series, yeah. whatever she wants to do. Just let her do whatever she I wants agree. to do. I um, agree. She and, has skills. And then, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched The Book of Boba Fett, you're planning on watching The Book of Boba Fett, <laughs> either skip forward a minute or, <laughs> um, or, or watch it, pauses, watch it, whatever. But, like, I actually, I heard a lot of complaints about how Luke looked. I thought he'd okay. be fine. I thought I'm was fine. very conflicted right. with the CG Luke because as we were watching it, mm-hmm. I was like, he has Hayden Christensen's eyes. Yeah. They have given him Anakin's eyes. Yeah. And he it was look, weird. He it looks, was weird. He and looks I, recognizable as Mark Hamill, but like... But there's Hayden diff- Christensen, Anakin bits in but it. But there's a bit of difference there's in there. There's definite Anakin eyes mm-hmm. in there. And it was very disconcerting for me because yeah. I was like, I don't know if I love this or if I hate this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know because I love seeing Anakin's eyes mm-hmm. on Luke. I think that's great. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, this feels really weird. Like, on the one hand, for me, on the one hand, I guess... I feel weird about the fact that we have come to a point with technology that we can pretty... I mean, like, I'm not saying it's flawless. Mm. I mean, there's a little bit of uncanny valley there, I suppose. But, like, but we've come to a point where we really can, like, resurrect it. He's not dead, but, like, theoretically, you could take it... Well, they did with Grand Moff Tarkin in uh, Rogue One. Like, you could take a dead person Mm -hmm. and... Make them say things. Make them an actor again. Yeah. And, like, from what I understand, even Luke's voice Mm -hmm. is done... They found a whole bunch of audio recordings mm-hmm. from that era, like when he did audiobooks and whatever. Right. And they like put all the words into like a system and were able to make it sound conversational. That's crazy. Like it, like it didn't sound like a speaking spell or something. What I don't like about this kind of technology is you're able to really fake things. Yeah, well, that's what And make them fakes. seem real. Yeah. And that's a I problem. feel like that's dangerous. That's really dangerous, especially with politics. Mm-hmm. Like, this is all getting, I think it's going to get way out of hand. Yeah. And it, really I mean, I, I think I think more people should be on top of this yeah. and, like, limiting it. Because it's going to be a matter of time before you see, like, I don't know, Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. You know, because by the time, rob a liquor store, you exactly, know, whatever. Exactly, by the time they got on top of Facebook, it was way too late. Mm-hmm. And the same thing's going to happen with this technology, too. Yeah, I don't know that people are taking it as seriously as they probably should be. Yeah, like, I've I've had um, a publisher send me fake pictures of dudes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and that were made on a computer. Oh, wow. And they're not CG. They're, they've taken model pictures. And just composite and, them. And composite, but not in the way that I composite things by, you know, putting an arm over here right, 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 or, right, right, right. or whatever. They literally like Frankenstein they them li- together. They have this technology, and I forget what it's called now, but they'll take two pictures mm-hmm. and they will breathe the two dudes together. Oh, wow. And so it makes a new dude's face. So a guy who doesn't even exist. A guy who doesn't even exist. And that's what I've been told to use. And I'm telling you, it is super creepy. Mm -hmm. And I do not like it. Yeah. I do not like it. Because these guys look dead. They look dead. (laughs) But but, And it's really creepy. But it's it's not going to be too long before they don't look dead anymore. Because, like, the look was getting close. Well, already your layperson is like, oh, wow, he's beautiful. And I'm like, he's not real. Yeah, yeah. He's not real. He doesn't exist. <laughs> but, okay. I mean, same could be said with, like, Photoshop models, but, but o- that's a different thing. But overall, going back to Book of Boba Fett, yeah. I don't recommend this show unless you're, like, a completionist. Like, mm, yeah. like I think the thing with, like, the Marvel shows, or uh, Marvel and DC, mm-hmm. but, I mean, ugh, uh, Star Wars shows. Is like they're doing a very comic booky thing with mm-hmm. them, where each season feels like a, like a limited series of like a comic book, like an yeah. event comic, where it's really just seeding what's going to happen next. Right. So like nothing really happens in Boba Fett except for we're seeing like 
some new characters introduced. Politics some, behind the po- yeah, curtain, we're really? kind of, and, and it really relies like the only thing good about like those last yeah. couple episodes, honestly, and even the last episode wasn't great. It was like six and seven were good, eight was all right. Right, is like that you get to see these characters. You get to see Ahsoka. You get to see Luke. Yeah, I think it's you, a matter of oh, do you want to scratch this little itch right here? Yeah. But it's not really important. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, no offense. Yeah, you know. Oh, and we got to see Cad Bane. Uh, he was so creepy in this, and I did not like him. Like, normally I love Cad Bane. I think he's incredible. You know yeah. this. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. He hurt Timothy Oliphant, and that crossed the that line. That crossed the line. That crossed your, the your, line. Your whole, your whole, like, demeanor then, you are kind of like, oh, wow, there's Cad Bane. Cool. And then you are like, is he going to? Is he going to kill Timothy Oliphant? <laughs> and then you just were like stone <laughs> mad. Like, <laughs> I did not like Cad Bane. Did not after that point. You do not hurt my Timothy Oliphant. You just didn't like how they color washed him. Like He, he looked, was, he he looked very blue. gray. He wasn't as vibrant blue yeah, as Yeah, he he's supposed to be vibrant blue. And I didn't like how fat his face was. I didn't mind it. I thought it looked good. I thought his, fat, his face was too fat. Too round, yeah. not fat, but round. He's yeah. too round. Okay, okay. You know, he, Cad Bane Make is very Cad Bane is very like slender and gaunt. Well, he looked gaunt to me. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel the gaunt. I like the gaunt. And well, the teeth were too round too. I prefer them straight or sharp. And we're gonna do Obi Wan Kenobi for this show, right? It comes out in May. Oh, it's just so I can gush over you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen and Hayden. Yeah, <laughs> gushing over Anakin. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's my sweet spot. <laughs> You're like, I've never been attracted to Mark Hamill, but something about his eyes. <laughs> no, I was like, this is weird. <laughs> All right, let's get, to, let's get to the love no, boat. No, I love Mark Hamill. We're almost 20, we're almost love 20 minutes guy. in. Let's get to the love boat. I got okay. quite a bit to talk about the love boat. Oh, God, this show. This was starring Gavin McLeod as Captain Steubing. He was in the Mary Tyler Moore show and Touched by an Angel. Hey, we did that. I know. That's why I don't I ca- remember him. Yeah, I don't know if he was in the episode we watched. Oh, okay. Uh, we have Bernie Koppel as Dr. Adam Bricker. He was in... Ah, the pervo daughter. I recognize anybody's boobies. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize your labia majora. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hated these guys. I wanted to shoot them all. Uh, he was in uh, Get Smart and Grey's Anatomy, which we did. Ah. We have Ted Lang as bartender Isaac Washington. He was in Othello and Charlie's Angels. He was in Charlie's Angels? Uh, That's not about wait, the episode wait, wait, wait. we saw. We have Fred Grandy, who is the ship's purser Gopher Smith. He was in Death Race 2000 and Charlie's Angels. <laughs> we had Lauren Tews as cruise director Julie McCoy, who was in The X-Files and Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels. There was like a crossover episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then we had... Uh, wait. There's a Charlie's Angels love boat crossover. Well, they're both made by Aaron Spelling. Well, you know we're going to have to do that one, yes? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to. We're going to have to. It's a crossover. We've done Charlie's Angels. Now we're doing the love boat. Now we have to do All the right, crossover. All right, make, make a note of it. Make a note of it. We'll, well, I've chosen my chose. Oh, my God. Next, so next week we're going to watch another love boat. <laughs> yep, love boat Charlie's Angels crossover next week, guys. Okay. So long as Cameron doesn't get sick. As long as I don't get sick. It's a very good possibility. I don't know how I've stayed healthy this long, actually. I really don't I'm know I'm hanging either. on tight. I've been trying not me to and Jake have, Me and Jake have done okay. Like, I don't know how we're avoiding it. Well, I think Jake had that uh, throw-up episode, and maybe he got rid of it before uh, it could do anything. Yeah. I, I, I've just, but I've Hunter and I, I mean, Hunter's been, like, coughing in your mouth. Yeah. Boogers <laughs> in your food. <laughs> yes. Um, this show was released May 5th, 1977. The number one song was Southern Nights by Glenn Campbell. And the number ew. one movie was... Glenn Campbell. Ew. Oh, oh ready to go, ew? Ew. The number one movie was Woody Allen's Annie Hall. Ew. Ew! And Glenn Campbell. Ew! I, the same week. I'm so gonna icky. go on the record. I hate Annie Hall. I think it's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's not just because of Woody Allen. I don't think it's funny. I think, but I do think he's gross. So it is just about Woody Allen. <laughs> but not not because of the personal stuff. Because it's just a gross movie. I find right, too. Right. Uh, he makes my teeth itch. Yeah, I get that. Sense? I get that. Yeah. Um, but before we. Was very fortunate about my pick this week. My pick, I'm claiming it. You do that. Was, you do that, sir. I was able to combine so many things that you love. 
<laughs> Sexism, <laughs> racism, cruise ships, cruise ships, laugh tracks. I, I love got... <laughs> all four of those things. I This is essentially our Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> this is oh an God, amazing this is gonna, gift to me. This is going to come out like on Valentine's Day or the day Shit. of. <laughs> now it sounds like I picked the love boat because of that. It really wasn't. This should have come out last week. This is weird timing. So I got you some cruise sh- ship trivia. Oh, nice. Not a lot of it, but, you know, it's right. probably good because we're already talking too much about other things. <laughs> Did you know that an average of three people die per month? On cruise ships. Oh, my God. Usually from old age, which is not really a surprise. <laughs> it's not funny, man. <laughs> but foul play is often a culprit. Wait, so there's lots of murders on cruise ships? Yes, and all cruise ships must be equipped with a morgue. Ew. And the size of the morgue depends on the size of the vessel. So even if you're, like, on a Disney cruise, oh there's, like, there's, like... Oh, my God. No way. Somewhere I got... there's a Disney Hold character, there's a Mickey Mouse with, like, a surgical mask on, shaking his head slowly. No. He didn't make it. Oh, my God. I want a new TV show. Okay. Of the dude who works in the morgue, morgue on the cruise ship. <laughs> He's, like, wearing, like, Tommy Bahama clothes. And he solves crimes. And he solves crimes. There's all sorts of weird heists going Cruise on. Cruise crimes. Art heists whenever they go to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Art oh, heists. Yeah. Art yeah. heists. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big in Hawaii. Big, Big in Hawaii. Big in Hawaii. Big in Hawaii. Hawaii doesn't stand for their, their, <laughs> their art crimes. Cruise ships have very efficient vacuum suck toilets. Ew. However, they, so you got to get off the pot real fast. <laughs> however, even though they're very powerful, they can't accommodate for people's laziness. Oh, what does that mean? So People can't hit the pot? (laughs) Toilets go down all the time because people flush things down the toilet. Things they bought on the ship, but then they don't want to pack or bring home with them. So they just, instead of throwing it in the garbage, (laughs) they try flushing them down the toilet. What is wrong with people? Well, they're on a cruise ship. A, that's what's wrong. But, like, they will find, like, condoms is a big one. But, um, (laughs) depending. But, um, <laughs> but like, pool toys? They'll, like, what? flush pool toys down what the toilet. What are doing? It can take out multiple levels of toilets when people do this. Oh, my God. And will require the engineer to open up the black water pipes and remove the culprit. So it's, like, really wow. unsanitary. Speaking of poop, the average cruise ship puts out approximately 150,000 gallons of waste into the ocean every week. Oh, my God. Every week. Get rid of cruise ships. They're disgusting. I know your mom loves them. I know she does, but I can't. Yeah, I, can't. I can't. I can't with this. I think they're you horrible. Hate, you hate cruise ships. I hate them. <laughs> so much. They're disgusting. They're walking plague traps. Well, not walking. Sailing plague traps. Now, that's if the, that's pumping waste into the water, assuming that the ship doesn't lose power. Oh, Jesus. Which has been known to happen. Oh, my God. In which case, the sewage, which is tied to the electrical system, will cause all the poop to back up right into the cabins, as it did on the infamous Carnival Um, Poop Cruise of 2013. Oh, my God. Um, Oh, that is disgusting. uh, 19 people go overboard per year. What? (laughs) How? Half of which are fatal, which is nice. They save 50%. (laughs) Only one out of two get caught up in Eight the wheels. And a half. <laughs> Sometimes they get caught in the propeller and you only save half of them. And fortunately, few, though they are, pirates still exist. And some ships have been known to implement blackout periods to avoid detection from pirates. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. There's fucking pirates? Yes. Wow. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so you might, if you take a cruise ship, you might have to turn <laughs> Be aware of the pirates on the way to Alaska. <laughs> Be aware of the pirates. But you think that's horrifying. Now we can talk about the, the love, love boat. <laughs> Good segue. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, I Segui. have, I have a lot of notes. First of all, they play the full-ass song every time, huh? Oh my god, every time, and it's like three minutes of hell. It's three minutes of hell, it will get stuck in your ear holes for like I've been singing it almost not so I picked yeah. up my guitar at the end of the episode yeah, and I was like playing started it. playing it yeah it was, it was not like, cool the funniest part of the song to me 
was when they finally get to uh, what's her name the the ship the ship director yeah. the cruise ship director like it feels like the song was supposed to end yeah. but then like it's but like it oh, kept going <laughs> we get one more person so we, I don't know we if you noticed but before it. the anchor swipes away she looks off to the left being like am I done here <laughs> am I done <laughs> so okay so really quick plot synopsis which I think is kind of interesting about this because like when I saw that they're separated into like stories. Right. I thought these were going to be more like vignettes. Mm. But they're not. It's yeah. one show that has three storylines in each story. It's like if you had a story that uh, a show that had an A, B and a C storyline. Yeah. But they actually named the each A, B and C yeah. storyline. So basically they're going out on a cruise. We have three three stories going on. Right. None of which all of which <laughs> None Is it of none which. of which or all of which? All of which. None of which and all of which uh-huh. have a surprise twist <laughs> at the very end of their story <laughs> <laughs> that we are not privy to until right. about 20 to 30 minutes into the show. Right. Like, it's just like all of a sudden you find out something new. So we have the captain. And who, the lady. And the, and the lady. The That's lady, what this one's called, the captain and the lady. She is, like, bossing everyone around, but she's not really being that disruptive. No. People are being really thin-skinned around yeah. I mean, like, she's not being pleasant. She's just a bitch. She's a bitchy cons- customer. Customer, yeah. yeah. Like, we, we've all dealt with them. If you've worked in retail, you've dealt with oh, a bitchy yeah. customer. You know, they're not pleasant, but they're, like, letting it ruin, like, their lives. <laughs> like, they are, like, over-drinking yeah. and, like, oh, my God, I can't believe... Stacy Scoggs gig or whatever her name is. <laughs> she can't even pronounce her name. <laughs> and the and the movie, the show ends with him correcting her on how to pronounce her own name and her being like, "Thank, Thank you, you, my silver tongued fox. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh, <laughs> I definitely needed a man to put me back in my place. He sends her to her room. Yeah, he does. Um, we don't find out too well into the episode that she is his ex-wife. Yeah. Well of, of in, 17 years. Yeah. Well into the episode. This is the premiere episode. Yeah. We do not know these characters. Nope. We just know that they're... I mean, like, and that's why I kind of figured it was going to be. But, like, they do not tell you no, <laughs> until don't. way later. So she's being a bitch on the, on the cruise ship. Then we have uh, a woman who's being... Chased by her man. And I think that that one is One If By Land. That's got to be. This is Jimmy Walker, famous comedian from the 70s. Uh, He is chasing his girlfriend onto a cruise because she wants to get married to him. She is way out of his league. Way out of his league. Way out of his league. (laughs) He should be lucky. He is lucky. (laughs) And he is, like, accosting her, like we said. He is conniving and manipulating his way onto the ship to stalk her. Right. She just wants to get married. He yeah. says, we live together. That's enough. And he hasn't even told his parents that they've been living together yeah. for years. Yeah. Years. 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 And kind of a, a B plot to that is that apparently, does it still happen? Mm-hmm. You can be just randomly assigned to cabins with strangers? <laughs> I guess. Is that another horror that the, ca- the I guess if, if, if you're like, I'm a single person. I guess I could space. share it with another single Maybe person. Maybe it's cheaper. Maybe. That is creepy. That's great. What I had a problem with, Suzanne Summers is part of this storyline. Yeah. And she's just a single woman who's like getting with everybody on the cruise. And I'm like, is this a singles cruise? Because there's tons of couples here. Boat. There's a ton of couples here, though, and kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what's happening here. Well, here's something else that we don't know what's happening. <laughs> then we had Meredith Baxter Bur- Burney. Uh-huh. She plays, the timeline on her life is crazy. (laughs) She is there with her fiancé. We Again, we do not find out until the end Mm -hmm. that he is running for office of some sort. (laughs) He's a politician, apparently. (laughs) And her story is that she's a college student. Oh, she she says she was. This one's called Centerfold, so you get where we're going with us. She, She says she was. A law student. Yeah, it doesn't say it she graduated. Doesn't say she graduated. Doesn't say she's still currently a law no. student. She was a law student. She had a lot of bills to pay, so she, um, she was a she posed for this magazine called Kitten, Kitten Magazine. It was like sort of like a Playboy or a yeah. hustler or something like that. And she totally like put a wig on, like mm-hmm. no way. And now, now she's getting married. Mm-hmm. To this and then man. suddenly these pictures are, are all over Kitten Magazine. Yeah, like, I was like, because, like, when she first... I'm like, how like, many years has this been? Yeah, like, so, in, like, a month, <laughs> she went from being a poor law student, took pictures, 
married a politician. Married a <laughs> and now, the, like, within a month, within the month of that issue that coming is a out. That is fast life. <laughs> like, because I was like, when she first brought it up, I was like, oh, she took these years ago. Yeah, but and, now and they're like, just being published. And she's just afraid that they're going to. But no, the problem is they're just being published right now while yeah. she's on the cruise. So she obviously does the logical thing. She goes to the <laughs> cruise ship director. And was like, do you carry Kitten Magazine? And she's like, yes, we do. And she's like, can you buy up all the copies? Yeah. So, you know, don't divulging way too much information to this woman. Yeah. Like, th- and she's like, yeah, I'm the cruise director. That's my job. Yeah. So she goes out, gets all the porn she can get her hands on. Mm-hmm. And it's like three copies. Have been sold before I got to them. So let's discuss where these copies okay, went. Okay, now this is crazy. <laughs> because I was like, who's reading a porno mag on the deck of a cruise ship? Well, and here's my problem, too. A. And they were all doing it out in the open, like, Opening the cinema. Can you imagine going to a pool, a public pool, and a man is ogling a porn magazine full blown, not even trying to cover it. Right next to a kid. Well, I mean, like, we're not even talking like Pornhub where you can no. like hide it on your phone or something. Yeah. Like no. a full on magazine full next on mag. to children. Yeah. And he's just like getting a boner while he's like <laughs> while he's sunbathing. And then also I was like, is your husband or fiance a porn addict? Like, yeah, because why would he even know Kitten Magazine exists? Yeah, like, I'm like, you, you we were saying this yeah. on the show, I was saying this too, you could be post for a porn magazine tomorrow, I wouldn't even know. Yeah, exactly. And then the, the, the other problem I had, okay, well, one guy was at the pool, one guy's on the deck. Yeah. And one, one is the ship's doctor. <laughs> yeah. And she looked and in the waiting room. It's she, in his office. <laughs> open. Open right next to his exam table. But before she goes in there, she looks in the waiting room where all the highlights yeah. and, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. and the National Geographics to see if there's just a porn magazine <laughs> in the waiting room. So, but my other problem with this is like, I'm like, her problem was her husband seeing it. Yeah. These other people don't know who she is. No. And I'm like, is she afraid her husband's so hard up for porn he's going to borrow porn from these people? <laughs> I don't know. Like, her story didn't make any kind of sense. And then she's like, finally comes clean about it to her husband. He's like, yeah, you're hot. Let's get married. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was and that was the doctor t- totally off base on like she yeah. she gets the thing and he's like, oh, I recognize you, which is creepy. Creepy. <laughs> and he's like, sit down with me. And he's and he's like, he's like, you know what? I've worked on a lot of bodies. I once had to like work on a big fat guy. He took up two exam tables. So you have You're nothing way to worry. Hot. <laughs> you have nothing to worry. I saw your centerfold. You have nothing to be concerned about. It's like that's not that's my not issue. That's not the issue. She's marrying a politician. This could make her look like a slut, yeah. and him like not family values. Yeah, or whatever. But yeah. again, they don't bring up the fact that he's a politician until no. like the end. And I can only imagine they do mm-hmm. because at some point people were like, "Who gives a fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And she's like in a full like disguise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She said she used a false name, put on a disguise yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's like, well, cares? so, so what? <laughs> it was just crazy. But the guy at the pool, that was the grossest thing I've that ever seen. That was so gross. I'm like, he like and rolls I loved over it. He rolls over on his back in order to just let his penis get hard so he can open the full centerfold. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. <laughs> this is not a kid's cruise ship. This I know there's kids gross. there, but this was don't gross. bring your kids on those Pacific And then there was a herpes conga line at one point. Oh, my God. It was so funny because they were trying to make the ship look busy. Yeah. But, like, so many times it was like, si- there was six people in that conga line. <laughs> And Isaac's, like, taking off his tie, like, oh, my God, what a night. Oh, my God, what a night, yeah. (laughs) The food and the decor were both equally nauseating. Uh, They had fish jello. They had had fish jello, guys. They were not eating them vintage recipes. Oh, by the way, I haven't gotten any fish jello dick pics. Yeah, not one. Not Not one. Nary a one. So, I guess if you have to put in the effort, you don't want to show it? Whatever, lazy. I guess our listeners don't have dicks. (laughs) (laughs) No, thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it, really. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely a lot of weird racism going on. Oh, yeah. Where Suzanne Summers doesn't... At one point was like, we're not going to be natives, we're going to be beautiful. Yeah, they they go to Mexico. (laughs) They go to Mexico. And, like, the first stop they make, she dresses up in, like, touristy Mexican clothes. Makes her uh, African-American shipmate carry all her stuff for her. Yeah. And then um, they're like, oh, we're going to Cabo next. Yeah. And she's like, in like, just like short shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. And her her friend, uh, the, yeah. the 
the woman who supposedly wants to marry Jimmy Walker. I don't remember her name. I don't know. Do you remember? I don't remember her name. But she, um, she's like, oh, why aren't you wearing your Mexican clothes? She's like, uh, we're going to Cabo. That's where millionaires are. <laughs> we're not going to go native there. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it was bad. It was so bad. <laughs> And, and and then Jimmy Walker compared marriage to roots. Yeah, to roots. The he's miniseries like, Roots. He's like, we fought for 300 years to get freedom, yeah. and now you want me to get married and take away my freedom? And I was just like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. These white writers, because you know they were oh, white. Oh, you know they're white. They were new, 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 new. I was like, oh, man, you might want to back off like I just, five or six steps. I could not understand why she wanted to marry him so bad. I don't either. Because, like, the, the, basically her plot is he keeps, like, infiltrating the boat. Yeah. He keeps following them port to port in his mm-hmm. termite mobile. Yeah. Uh, and every time they get to port, he shows up and he's like, I love you. Yeah. Get off the boat. Let's get together. And she's like, well, you want to marry me? And he's like, hell no. Yeah. And then she's like, screw off then. Yeah. And then that story resolves. She gets back to the, to to land. And this is their twist. Mm-hmm. Is He's like, all right, I'm ready. Let's get married. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I don't want to get married. And he's like, oh, what changed your mind? And she's like, the last couple nights. So apparently she's been like doing it with like people yeah. for the last couple nights. But we're not privy to that no. information. Last time we saw her, she was hungover. Yeah. But like apparently there are two nights have passed and she's been hooking up. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, yeah, I just want my freedom too. And he's like, wait, you mean freedom? And yeah. she's like, yep. And yeah. then he now he's like, oh, I want to get married to you to lock yeah. you down or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was like, it was weird how this the show really leaned into the tell don't show yeah because they also <laughs> did that with the captain's wife mm-hmm. where we see him get belittled by her but like it's all about her tone not so much what she says because mm. like at one point he's like hello everyone we're gonna have cherries jubilee yeah. for for dinner and she's like i don't need your flaming cherries and like <laughs> laugh track goes crazy i'm like what the what's happening here <laughs> And he's like, I have to leave. <laughs> I have no stomach for dessert now. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? And so he leaves and he hears is some of his ship, his crew, mm-hmm. crew complaining about her. And like Isaac comes in. He's like, man, she said I accidentally put a cherry instead of a. Yeah. a an olive a, and a martini. An, uh, gross. Gross. And, and then she said, maybe I should get another job. And he's like, Ugh, can't take it anymore. Well, I'm like, okay. First of all, you did screw up. Actually, he did. You don't put a cherry in a martini. That's it's a, disgusting. It's, it's, it's obviously an olive. You're, that's just basic shit for a bartender. <laughs> if you can't even do that, maybe you do need another job. <laughs> but just I mean, saying. But I mean, like, that's not even, like, the worst thing someone could say to you. I mean, no. like, if you've worked in retail for, like, a minute, <laughs> yeah. you've been told and... If you're a bartender, I'm sure drunks are, like, waving broken glass bottles in your face. Exactly. But these... But again, we never see her belittling the rest of the crew. No. They're just all of a sudden, like, exhausted. And they're like, yeah. this is the longest cruise ever. I'm like, mm-hmm. have you guys even been dealing with You've been buying porn. Yeah. You've been looking at porn. <laughs> yeah. And you've been getting trashed. So yeah, like, I don't. When have you even been with her? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, haven't, I don't even know there's a scene with them and her in it, except for at the very, very beginning. Well, except for one, there was one where um she walks in and they're all standing around. Yeah. In the doctor's office. In the doctor's office. And she was like, is this a conference or do you guys have work to do? Yeah. And they all like hop too. Like like she's their boss. Yeah. It was stupid. I'm like, you don't have to do what she says. So then after Captain (laughs) Steubing sees like his crew like being exhausted by her, then he goes back Mm -hmm. and takes her to his most conspicuous walkway. And he yanks her, by the way. On the arm. Like I'm surprised her arm isn't bruised. Yeah. I bet she's got a lot of bruises. Yeah, he, like, drags her out there. Yep. Her new husband just, like, smoked a pipe, like, this is Whatever. normal. This her is, ex-husband's about to beat her. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I better stick around and see where this goes. This is fine. They go to Captain Steubing's favorite walkway where he thinks he's alone but never is. He's never alone. <laughs> At one point, he screams and makes yeah. two people fall in a pool. Yeah. And this time, the crew is listening, and he's like, I have a damn fine crew, <laughs> and I'm a goddamn great commander, and you will go to your room. <laughs> and then, like, and then she's like, "New husband, what do you think to this?" And he's like, "Nothing. You should go to your room. Go to your room. Yeah, you've been, like, like a five year old child. Like go to a your child. room. But again, like, I don't 
yes, she's been kind of bitchy, mm-hmm. but I didn't see her being all that disruptive. I didn't either. Like, they were acting like... It, it, maybe if it wasn't for, like, the whole marriage and porn aspects, <laughs> and it was just her, I would see, like, oh, my God, they're, like, spending right. all of their time working with this woman and it's taking away from their other duties. Yeah. But, like, they have plenty of time to buy porn and look at porn and all that exactly. stuff. So I really am like, you guys are fine. I Just, don't get it. You're not with her 24-7, so, you yeah, know, I don't know, do something else. Oh, and then this was a this was a, this was was a a uh, joke that I did not get. Okay. Oh, this was one of many. Tell me about it, Stud. <laughs> I will, Sandy. Oh, <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> this was such bad writing. Okay. Like, I really feel like there was a churn and burn aspect to the writing of these shows, mm. which is crazy, though, when you think this is the pilot episode. Right. Like, you feel like with a pilot, you want to put your best foot forward. Now, we all know with pilots, sometimes there needs to be tweaking. But, like, this was a line near the end. So, she's leaving the ship. The the mm. ex-wife is leaving the ship. And uh, Gopher says, <laughs> says, talk about surviving the Titanic, except we survived Hurricane Stacy. And I'm like, you're straight up mixing metaphors there. (laughs) The only way that would have made sense is like, we survived our own iceberg named Stacy. That would have made sense at least. With I don't understand how we get from surviving the Titanic, except for we're on a cruise ship, to a hurricane. No. Like, those things have nothing to do with each other. Nothing in common. (laughs) But do you want to hear what other people have to say? I don't know that you do, but... Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) You want to say about this show? Oh, I got a heartwarming one here. I forgot about that. Oh, you got a heartwarming (laughs) review for the love boat? I do. Well, not the first one. Uh, First one's from Godfrey Charlie. Okay. Okay. Godfrey Charlie. What was Charlie doing? No, Godfrey Charlie. Oh. Like Charlie was freed by God. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you were saying like God, Godfrey. Oh, oh, yeah. What was Charlie doing? Well, no, maybe he's asking for God to free him. Because it's not past tense, so it hasn't happened yet. You think yet. it's a protest? Charlie needs to be freed? Maybe. Let's free Charlie! Come on, God! <laughs> uh, it says, program overboard. Where's a U-boat when you need one? While many other programs were sunk way too soon, this tragedy stayed afloat like that piece of styrofoam you used to throw rocks at, but it would never sink. Oh, he could have written for this show. <laughs> I used to cringe whenever I saw the love scowl on someone's screen. It was never on my TV. <laughs> but I took the time to review it. <laughs> Having uh, Making way to a hideously dressed stage setting. Yeah, yeah. That's true. It was awful. Each week, another group of fading has-beens attempting to earn wow. a paltry Wow, okay, sum you know, let's for... not insult the actors and actresses. They were just doing... Just back off. You know, and if these are people who, like, maybe, like, they were bigger mm-hmm. before, you know, give them a job. Yeah, you why know? not? Why not? They and still need work. Yeah, everybody, yeah, they want to work. Yeah. How dare you? God, get over yourself. Uh, the writers were a perfect complement to the not-so-perfect actors, giving them lines to plots that just were just bad. If you were into quality entertainment, keep this leaking bilge bucket from popping up on your TV. It did eventually sink with all hands. Thankfully. Jesus. Who, okay. I don't understand people who are like, hate a show so much mm-hmm. that they're like, I have to go to IMDb right now and <laughs> review how much I will not watch this show. I have not right. watched this show and how you're horrible if you watched it. Like, how much time do you, what does that say about <laughs> you? Right. Really. This is from Melissa McLaughlin. It says, OMG, I was so obsessed with the love boat. Oh, God. When I was a wee one, like really little, I was obsessed with the damn love boat. I couldn't walk great or better yet even talk well, but damned if I didn't know what time the love boat was coming on <laughs> That's adorable. Can you imagine having a little girl just being like, love boat? <laughs> if you ask me uh, then what I wanted to be growing up, it, uh, 100% without a doubt was probably ship mermaid or ship director. <laughs> no one in my house watched it. You can be both, sweetheart. You could be you could be a you director. You can be whatever mer- <laughs> you want. You can be a directing mermaid. No one else in our house watched it, so my mom and dad uh, could not figure out how why I love this damn show so much. <laughs> That's hilarious. I would be camped out in front of the TV right on time trying to ask for the ship show. <laughs> my dad thought it was I was cursing <laughs> until they figured out that I was, what I was really saying. So, for my 4th birthday, my party was at Chuck E. Cheese's. All of my friends came from my pre-K class, 
and also a few of my cousins and neighborhood kids, etc. I actually made my mom send out invitations, handwritten from me, of course, to the Love Boat crew, care of the TV <laughs> station. Gopher, Captain Steubing and his, and his daughter, Isaac, the doc, the whole freaking gang. Needless to say, not one of them showed up. Aww. Well, I was so pissed off, I went and hid in the ball pit all <laughs> by myself and cried my little weirdo heart out. I don't really remember all of the story, but my parents filled me in on a lot of it. Aww. This is a true story. Here comes the good part. Two days later, I received this humongous package in the post. I didn't know what was going on, my parents included. Turns out the entire Love Boat cast and crew sent me a huge autographed framed picture with all of them standing on those winding steps. It was huge and so beautiful. Oh my God, it was to this day the best present ever. That is awesome. So that was really nice. Wow, that's cool. Kind of, kind of. That's cool. At least the people seem like good people on this show. Yeah. So let's not criticize them for. Well, we don't criticize people. Yeah. We criticize a shitty show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It takes a lot of people to make a shitty show. <laughs> Damn right. Um, so, dare I ask, would you greenlight this show? Uh, yes. <laughs> would you really? I would, because you know would what? Would you really? Hear, hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> because I've noticed today's TV shows are so fucking boring. They're the, they're the same damn thing over and over right. and over again. Right. And it's like, The Love Boat, that's new. Right. That's different. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of people being dumb on a cruise ship you know yeah that is true you know that came out of nowhere so yeah i would yeah i i want something different i want different takes on things i want to see different things and like that's a so good many point. people these days are afraid to try anything different because they're like i don't want to mess with the formula well that that's actually kind of what i was thinking i watched the movie finch the other day i told you a little bit about mm-hmm. it but i'll say it for the for the benefit of everyone else it's a Apple original movie right. starring Tom Hanks, a dog, and a robot. Those are the only <laughs> people in the movie. So you know Tom Hanks is going to die. <laughs> so you know he's going to die. <laughs> but the plot of the movie is it's a post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. He is dying. They never really tell you what seems just because the world is, I think, yeah. fucked up. But he has this dog, and he wants the dog to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So he builds a robot so cool. that when he dies, the dog will be taken care of. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying the movie was great, right? But I was like, that wasn't a that's an original take, yeah. That nobody's really done before, and I think it worked really well. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie. I'm not saying again, it's not the best movie I've ever seen, but right. like, I was impressed by like nobody's thought to do a, a movie like that, and I mm-hmm. think it, it hits a lot of right notes, like right. people's love for dogs and robots mm-hmm. and dystopias and everything. And like, yeah, I think. You're right. I think it would be nice to see people branch out with different types of yeah things. You know, yeah. it does seem like we have gotten to kind of a homogenous yeah. uh, television landscape where everything's mm-hmm. sort of the same. It's basically the same. And even like stuff like Bo- Book of Boba Fett, yeah. like it's trying to be its own different thing, but it's really just... It's not. It never not. gets there to be its own no. different thing. They don't have the guts to do And I feel really it. bad because I love the actor who plays Boba. Mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah. He gave me all those clones. <laughs> he gave me all those clones. <laughs> he gave me all those clones. <laughs> so I, I do like him. I just think that this show was so boring and they did him a disservice. Yeah, they did him. A, I, I think they did. There wasn't enough of a point to mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. And like Finnick is an incredible character mm-hmm. and she just outshines him completely. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't want her taken down a peg, obviously, but maybe lift him up too. Like I, like I think instead I, of making him look so lame, I want to see him disintegrate people. That's what he's known for. What? Vader even says no disintegrations. Well, let me see Boba disintegrating some fucking huts. There we go. Yeah. Whatever happens with the huts, we never even see what happens there. They just give up on their claim of Tatooine. I, I may have said this on the podcast already. I know I said it like online. Um, but what I would have liked from the book of Boba Fett is for him to actually have a very minimal role in mm-hmm. it. Like he's kind of the power behind, you know, behind everything. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be like a gangster. So yeah. he should be kind of set apart from everyone and remain this kind of mysterious and elusive figure. Right. That kind of inscrutable. Always sending out Finnick to do his work and stuff. Inscrutable power. So like there was like a scene in one of the later episodes, the ones that were good, Mm -hmm. where they're they're looking over a table, they're making a plan or something. Finnick's doing all the talking Mm -hmm. and he's just standing there. And I'm like, that's kind of what he should be doing. Yeah. You know, like Mm -hmm. the show, 
I know that doesn't give the actor a lot to do necessarily, right. but in terms of he the, needs to be more mysterious. Yeah, they've just they, like he was in the original episodes. Yeah, that's what made him interesting. Yeah, was to make him a, a mysterious figure. Yeah, and they could still grow his character. And then when he does do something, mm-hmm. whatever that thing is, there's more of an impact with what he does. Yeah, exactly. Like if he finally gets up from a chair and yeah. disintegrates someone, mm-hmm. that's going to be a lot more impactful than him like just walking around town. Talking oh, I to would love to see him disintegrate people. You've been talking nothing but. I mean, come on. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of dudes who are just being assholes to him. Mm-hmm. Disintegrate him on the spot. Yeah. What the hell, Boba? <laughs> No, let's just be friends, friend. <laughs> no! Yeah. You and, disintegrate him. And, and then all they've done is make him look like an idiot. Because yeah. all of the things he plants mm-hmm. fall through. Because yeah. he's he's like, everyone's like, basically, they're like, you need to be more of a hard ass. He's like, no, I'm going to be friendly. It's going to be great. Everyone's going <laughs> to follow me. Oops, they all betrayed me because I was weak. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Show some disintegrations. And like, I think it would work if it was another character other than Boba, maybe. Mm. But it's... but. It just the fact that it's supposed to be Boba and he's supposed yeah. to be a badass yeah. and like just isn't. He's everyone's smarter than him. They're better <laughs> fighters than him. Yeah. This, again, this isn't against the right uh, the actor. This is against no. the writing. Mm-hmm. Like I think it would have been. Oh better. yeah, I am blaming John Favreau for this. Jim, J- John Favreau. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm still heavily drugged. John Favreau. John Favreau. <laughs> I cannot say his name. Like normally, I have the utmost respect for that guy, but this really pissed me off. This felt like more like. This felt like Boba's legs were cut right under the knee. This was my take of it. I feel like Disney was like, we want a Boba Fett show. Yeah. And Dave Filoni, who's mm-hmm. like kind of the architect of all this stuff, is like, I'm not interested in doing a Boba Fett show. I want to do a Mandalorian show. Yeah. And then they're like, fine, do that. And they did it, and it was successful. And then Disney was like, I want a Bob- Boba Fett show. And he's like, I don't want to do a Boba Fett <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> and then they're and then they were like, well, John Favreau, would you do a Boba Fett show? And then he was like... He's like, yeah, I love Mandalorians. I, I, <laughs> he's like, my whole life is revolving around Mandalorians. I would love to do a Mandalorian yeah. or a Boba Fett show. And so Dave Filoni was like, fine, do it, but I'm going to write two Mandalorian episodes <laughs> in the middle of it. And they were like, okay, you can have two Mandalorian episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and Boba Fett, and uh, but yeah, I think I don't feel like anyone's heart was really in it. Yeah, it's more like it felt like a cash grab. Like Boba's real, yeah. Boba's really hot. We <laughs> gotta do something with that property, right? And it's like, well, do something good with it. Yeah, like, I, don't know. I I was really disappointed. Uh, going back to the love boat, though, would I greenlight it? I mean, like. You make a very compelling argument. Thank that you. was a hard no. Yeah. Um, but like I, from that perspective, I can see like, mm-hmm. you know. I don't think we have shows like this really right. anymore where it's very situational. We're on a cruise ship mm-hmm. and you you have the, a rotating cast of like guest actors. You have your crew, mm-hmm. you know, but then like it's not really about the crew. It's about the guests. So, mm-hmm. And every week is going to be a different guest. So it's right. going to be a different story. And it's just the crew is kind of like facilitating mm-hmm. the plot or whatever. That's kind of interesting if done well. Right. You know? Um, I don't think this was done well. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but, but so, I, yeah, I guess I might. I don't know. I mean, like, would it work? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think that I would be open to it. If someone came to me with a good pitch, yeah. I think I would be open to something like mm-hmm. this, greenlighting it. I think, I think mainstream has really done serious harm to media these days uh, because... Before Netflix, well, right as Netflix was getting started, we had all sorts of crazy shows like Firefly, Pushing Daisies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole slew of them yeah. that were really unique yeah. and different. But because a lot of the younger generation like us mm-hmm. were watching Netflix at that time, the networks were like, oh, we can't do anything different. Look, we have no ratings. Because right. they weren't checking the Netflix ratings, which yeah. were off the charts. Well, and also I think there was a... And so then they just went to their basic sh- and it's been that way for a while, like a decade now. I think they're only starting just now since there's now so many subscription services. Maybe now they're appealing more to people who don't do Netflix, which I'm assuming yeah. is uh, like older people. Yeah. So the program is geared more towards like uh, like seniors. Yeah. So they're not really doing anything new. They're just rehashing old yeah. shows and just giving them a new face. And I think, yeah, I think it. You're right, especially like with Firefly. Not that I'm a huge Joss Whedon fan. No, we but, know we're not. But what one of the things I know about that show, why it didn't succeed too, 
is that it's a very um uh it, it, the story builds up itself yeah and, the, and from what i understand the network was changing nights yeah and then changing the order of the shows so mm-hmm. they didn't make sense like right. you have to watch one through 13 in yeah. order for it to make sense and they were doing like one six three yeah two you know like mm-hmm. in which of course isn't going to work so i th- i think people are a little bit more savvy now mm-hmm. i think I think streaming has done well for TV mm-hmm. in a way, but I think it's also hurt TV, yeah. too. I think we're back to being screwed over, what with all these subscription services. Yeah, I think As we- I was bitching about it before, I've already paid Adobe five times what the normal software price would cost yeah. because of that dumb subscription. Because they just- won't let me pay for the software. Yeah, you could. You now be- I have to only subscribe to it, and it's costing me a fortune. You could buy the software, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have to worry about crazy updates that would like ruin exactly. your computer. It's like, this is my software. Yeah. And I'll use it until I no longer can. Like yep, until exactly. my computer dies and I have to get a new mm-hmm. computer and probably upgrade the software. Yeah. Um, I think the problem, uh, I think there is a comic bookification mm-hmm. of television now. Okay. Um, by that, I mean uh, the decompressed storytelling that's in modern comics. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, for 25 cents, you got a comic book that was 25 pages and there was like, 15 panels per page and like it took an hour to read because (laughs) and not an hour to read i can actually read faster than but (laughs) it took forever to read because there's a full story from beginning to end by the time you got to the end now it's like 20 pages for five bucks Mm -hmm. and like it barely covers any of the story okay and i feel like especially like you can see that with the book of boba fett and even mandalorian too Mm -hmm. like the first episode like nothing really happens right it took like it took uh, uh, Boba Fett six episodes to right. get to anything. Yeah, now they're in like and there's you, only eight. They're episodes still in writing season. it like you get to binge it, but they're yeah. only coming out one a week now. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. If you're going to have a slow pilot, you have to make sure all the episodes are right there behind it in yes. order to lift it up. Yeah, they're trying to make it but a if, long movie exactly. rather than a TV show. But if you're going to have it come out weekly, each one of those, especially your first one, has to punch a has to punch. Well, and like basic writing is, you know, you want a beginning, middle, and end. You want mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, uh, inciting incident. You want to have a climax and mm-hmm. a denouement. Well, in, in good writing, mm-hmm. that story structure should exist within chapters. Right. Like if you read a book, there should be a climax to that chapter and a denouement, like a, in beginning, middle, end. Right, right. Every chapter. So TV shows should have that too. Mm-hmm. So even if like we're only getting the first part of the story, there should be enough of a structure to that story right. that's satisfying by the time you've mm-hmm. ended it, even if it's just the beginning of the story. Right. But they don't treat it like that. No. They just treat the first episode like the first part. Mm-hmm. And like the whole, you have to look at the whole season right. to get the, the whole story structure. Now, and, and I always loved an overall arching story, but the, the thing that made it great was the individual stories that made up the whole. Well, that's what I'm saying. Each one has to have mm-hmm. that same structure, though, in order for it to feel satisfying. Right. So even though it's a one big story, mm-hmm. each chapter needs to have that structure, too. I agree. It, but that's just the way I see it. And that's why I think The Love Boat's the greatest show of the 20th century. Penis. <laughs> we were getting real heavy there. <laughs> Thought I'd lighten the mood. <laughs> uh, piloting the pilot's releases each Tuesday when we feel like it. No, that's not true. That's not, it's not we don't feel like it. Uh, Dude, I am sick. We have been like sick and going through some stuff. We're going to try to get more on a weekly schedule. Yeah. Might be bi-weekly for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we're going to try. We got to work on your blood pressure issues. We've got so much stuff to work on. I have guys. a doctor's appointment this mm-hmm. week and a dental appointment this week. A follow-up dental appointment. Yeah. So I got it's a lot crazy. going on. Um, uh, but, you know, it's all found on those things. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you know, yeah. that stuff. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or email us pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. No more penis pics, though. You that window's that window's closed now, bro. That window's closed. Not interested no more, now. I don't I don't want your dick pics now. <laughs> uh next week we will be watching Oh, we're gonna watch the Love Boat Charlie's Angels crossover. <laughs> we're gonna watch the Love Boat Charlie's Angels crossover. Yeah. So that should be fun. I wonder I wrote it down, so must it be. Oh, do you think it's like a two parter though? I think it's going to probably be like one's going to start. Oh, gross. Well, we might have to like start watching one one day and then we'll watch the other one the next day. And, and then, then talk about them both. About yeah. Okay. I'll find out. I'll find out more okay. information on that. Um, but, uh, oh, and I am still doing uh, that charity run for Back on My Feet, even though I haven't 
done anything in the last week because of the... He's not allowed to run because of his teeth. Tooth surgery, yeah. so... Um, and then, uh, so yeah, but if you're interested in supporting, like I said, just a penny, if you do it now, it doesn't cover the whole thousand miles, just what's left. So mm -hmm. it would be, I've done 227 miles and I have mm -hmm. until November to get to a thousand. Yeah. So it's like 780 if you, did like <laughs> a, a, if you did a penny a mile. Exactly. Uh, and it goes for a good cause. That's right. Um, but that's that's it. That's it. That's it. Thank we you for it. sticking around with us. And we'll see you for some more Love Boat and Charlie's Angels. Two shows that we have just endured. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Endured. That's the correct word. Endured? Endured. Endured and, and in, adored. Oh, you said adored. I, said adored. I thought you said endured. <laughs> Adorned. Adorned. Mm. <laughs> I have two tattoos. <laughs> I says adore. Adorned. What? What? My knuckles say boat and angels. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, we'll mine see say Magnum and Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of fingers. <laughs> <laughs> have a great week. We'll see you next week. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.